Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. We'll be covering MEV-driven centralization on Ethereum, the decline of NFT creator royalties, and a state of gas revenue on Layer 2. Let's get to it. On December the 6th, Simon Brown published a research report titled MEV-driven centralization in Ethereum Part 2 on Medium. The main points are as follows. Recall that the initial rationale behind MVV boost was to try to mitigate the economies of scale that large staking pools will bring to bear on MVV extraction, which would inevitably lead to significant centralization. MVV boost was designed to allow any validator to gain access to as much MVV as was available for the block that they were proposing, regardless of their resources. This will mean that a solo staker will have as much of a chance of obtaining MVV as a large staking pool thereby maintaining a level playing field. What jumps out is the fact that Lido has 30% share of the validator set, which comes worryingly close to crossing a consensus threshold. But we can see a lot of effort from the community. First of all, MVV boost adoption has grown significantly over time, to the extent that 90% of the validator set has installed MVV boost and has registered with one or more relays, which suggests that the absence of a change in the relative share of staking pools post-merge is not because of a low adoption of MVV boost. The execution layer reward consists of the priority fees of all transactions in the block, as well as any MVV that is captured on top of that. In order to ascertain whether the lack of change in validator centralization post-merge is down to a low amount of MVV, we would need to look at MVV isolation from the priority fees. Fortunately, our good friend at Flashbots have done just that. Their data analysis shows that MVV accounts for roughly 73% of all payments rewards to validators. The main conclusion I have from researching this is that I'm more bullish on Ethereum since the merge from seeing the wealth of ideas of innovation that have emerged to tackle the emergent centralization that we've seen. Furthermore, a number of those ideas are clearly working. We've seen a trend of progressive decentralization of various key parts of the ecosystem, and those trends look to set to continue which will put Ethereum in a far stronger and more robust position going forward, giving confidence and encouragement to those that are building tools to improve people's lives. On December 9th, Misari released a research report titled The Decline of NFT Creator Royalties. The following are the main contents of the report. In late October, LuxRare became the latest marketplace to shift to an optional royalty scheme. Following the trend set by Magic Eden, Blur, and X2Y2, OpenSea remained one of the few marketplaces that enforced creator royalties for all collections. Since then, OpenSea has seen nearly 20% loss in market share of overall trading volume, while Blur is on track to capture the majority of the market share. The path to enforce royalties isn't as clear for pre-existing collections. The newly launched toolkits are made specifically for new collection launches, and they're not easy to implement into pre-existing collections without contract redeployment to opting royalty-based platforms like Blur over the past month for both cheaper fees and potential airdrop claims. Legacy NFT collections make up most of the trading volume for marketplaces. While OpenSea might be able to attract new collections in the future, they may continue to lose trading of the most active collections. The platform may be forced to follow the herd in cutting creator royalties, or reducing market fees to remain a strong competitor in the space. As a result of the shifting market share, the average royalty rate has been in a steep decline for most blue chip NFT collections. In fact, over half of the creator fees set by top NFT collections on EVM chains have been ignored over the past month. 
resulting in over 1 million of unseen revenue for creators. Blur's traction has disrupted creator revenue streams. Despite popular platforms enforcing royalties on new projects, it seems as if the market is trending towards royalty fee trading in the future. In order to recapture lost revenue, creators of a pre-existing ID collection can UI chain enforcement of their predefined royalties, try to discourage their communities from using fee-avoiding marketplaces or incentivize them to contribute to their projects. On December 6th, Masari published a research report titled Layer 2 All-Time High Gas Spent. The main content is as follows. Arbitrum and Optimism have captured most of the Layer 2 activities, earning 53% and 28% of the market share, respectively. Recent activity on both networks has partially been due to protocol migration and platform integrations. Some of the recent announcements include OpenSea to support Arbitrum NFTs, Litter launching on Arbitrum and Optimism. Because of first mover advantage and easier implementation than zero knowledge rollups, optimistic rollups have pulled ahead of the L2 wars. However, the optimistic versus ZK technical trade-off might matter little to end users using an app on an L2. User activity on these apps appear to immediately increase as soon as an app migrates. This shows an appetite for cheaper transactions on favorite apps and the potential agnosticism between picking L2s. As the top L2s by TVL, Arbitrum has seen almost a 50% increase in transacting addresses per day since October the 1st. Arbitrum is working towards slowly decentralizing, starting with the introduction of new validators into the permitted pool. Ethereum rollups execute transactions on layer 2 and then bash them to settle on the base layer. Layer 2s pay gas fees for layer 1 security, but the bashing of L2 transactions contribute to cheaper fees for end users. Lately, protocols native to L1 Ethereum have been migrating to L2 and bringing along their users. The resulting lower gas fees have encouraged migration and developments of apps on Layer 2 and continue to attract more users. More and more Layer 1 apps are beginning to migrate to Layer 2. The recent uptick in Layer 2 transactions has driven Layer 2 gas spend to all-time highs. Layer 2 native DeFi adoption shows demand for near-zero fees, which is not achievable at the base layer. That being said, Layer 2s remain largely centralized in a less established Ethereum base layer. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Bishing Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.